0: Tracy, we don't even know who they are. Whoever did it took their identification. They didn't take a dime. Big boy Caprice. Everything all right, Tracy? Fine, fine, just a little trouble downtown. Tracy, they're saying the big boy's got the city out of control. But what about this rumor they moving you up to chief of police? i have already got an excellent chief of police, Bert. Why don't you shave off that silly mustache? How about running for mayor, Tracy? <laughs> I'm a cop, Charlie. and I don't want to take it to motion. Hey, hey McNeilly, I want to copy that shot. The same big boy's got the city out of control. Still can't get anything on him, huh? Don't let him get to you, Tracy. You'll get, big boy. Big boys on the street, and they want to stick me behind a desk? They believe in you, Tracy. They think if you're chief of police, the city will be safe. Tess, there's about as much chance of me getting behind a desk as there is of me getting a new girlfriend. Sooner or later, you've got to
1: decide.
0: Lights I'm moving
1: in This week, a movie that Roger Ebert, in comparing to Tim Burton's Batman, said a sweeter, more optimistic movie that outdoes even Batman in the visual department. And then he went on to say it is one of the most original and visionary fantasies I've seen on screen. In respect to the late Roger Ebert. I've gone back and watched old Siskel and Ebert episodes.
2: I value his opinion. What the fuck was he thinking?
1: Yep. I'm going to be honest. If I had ever seen this movie in full, it's been 30 years. Yeah. But I always had the belief that this one was bad. (laughs) I thought it was, I thought I had the
2: belief that it was good and I was too young to recognize how great it
1: was. So this week, we're going to determine if this is good, bad, or fits perfectly into WTF. I'm Kevin. I'm Joined by Jim. Hey now. This is, of course, the Pool Scene Podcast, and it's still WTF season. We are going to be discussing the 1990 film Dick Tracy, directed by Warren Beatty. No, not the character from Empire Records. I wish.
0: What's your name? Warren Beatty. Okay, Warren, stand up.
1: Now, I was surprised to find out that Warren Beatty's filmography is much smaller than I thought. Yeah, now you think about it. He's only acted in maybe 15 movies or something. Like You'd think he had this like hundreds of movies because he's like a legendary name in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. He was in Bonnie and Clyde as an actor. Heaven can wait. The legendary failure, Ishtar. Oh, yeah among other things. I own that. You own Ishtar? I have Ishtar. Nice. It's like one of those quarter VHS finds. Yeah, I'd totally buy that. Directed, I think, like four movies, maybe. Dick Tracy started as a comic strip in the 1930s by Chester Gold. So think like Ziggy, Family Circus. Does anybody out there know what that is? It's just a newspaper comic serial. That's all it is. There's probably enough production information about the movie to make a documentary about the production. But basically, Warren Beatty had a concept idea in 1975, but had to secure the right which was a years long process at this time the creator chester gold he wanted strict financial and artistic control. I get it. Sometimes, I mean... It's his IP. Yes, it's his IP. He he can do that. Before Beatty got the rights, some other guys had the rights and took the idea to Paramount, who wanted Steven Spielberg to direct. Paramount, which I can see. I can see Spielberg, Dick Tracy. Yeah. Paramount went to Universal to co-finance, and then Universal was like, okay, fine, but this is how it's going down. John Landis directing. Clint Eastwood is Dick Tracy. Landis resigned after the twilight zone helicopter incident which we have discussed walter hill was hired but wanted to go the chris nolan route and make a gritty realistic very violent dick tracy movie however even though hill didn't get the directing job he gets major credit because he told the writers if you're making dick tracy then dick tracy needs to be in every scene prior to his tip there was a lot of focus on developing the other characters which something about this movie that we may discuss there's a fucking million people in it i couldn't keep track exactly who works for who there's too many people and i think that was like very convoluted yes in 1985 Beatty ended up buying the rights himself for three million dollars so he paid $3 million out of his own pocket okay. to buy the rights to Dick Tracy. Beatty wanted Bob Fosse to direct, which kind of makes my mind explode because I would have watched the shit out, of whatever that would have yeah. been. What a weird... It would have had like insane choreography. It would have been way more of a musical. Would have been insane if Bob Fosse directed. But Beatty ended up just saying fuck it and decided to direct himself, the literally and figuratively, because he played Dick Tracy. The film... Almost released under the straight up Walt Disney Pictures banner. But due to adult themes, I'm thinking the scene where Big Boy just continues to do dick puns. Yeah. Wait, not Madonna's nipples? Or Madonna's nipples. Yeah. They decided to release it under the Touchstone Pictures banner. However, Disney very much was behind the marketing, which here we go again. They based off of Batman's promotion. Oh, yeah. There was a McDonald's promotion, which had the hard plastic cups. You know, the ones. Hell yeah. Got one over there. There were literally, you have a Dick Tracy one back there? Yeah, it's right back there
2: next to the Jurassic Park ones, second shelf. Oh, nice. I want yep. one of those.
0: There's more than one way to win cash in McDonald's Dick Tracy Crime Stopper game. Give it up, prune face. Collect the mobsters from your game cards and watch for their ugly mugshots each week at McDonald's. Make a match, and you can make a million. Aha! There's the old pucker put. We solved that case without a wrinkle. <laughs> we? Dick Tracy. The movie is only in theaters. I'm rubbing him out. game is only at McDonald's
1: so if anyone out there has an extra one send it my way please we'll uh, we we'll give you the mailing address and then there were literally 28 different TV spots
0: critics agree Dick Tracy is this summer's must see movie Time Magazine says Warren Beatty creates the best comic strip movie yet it's great movie making Gene Shallot proclaims Dick Tracy is a triumph a visually stunning film that is a joy to behold a lavishly eye-popping day-glow gangster movie hails Entertainment Weekly and Siskel and Lieber proclaim Dick Tracy extraordinary and wonderful wonderfully original two thumbs up
1: warren Beatty is dick tracy rated pg now playing at a theater near you so it was airing everywhere there was probably one geared towards kids geared towards sports fans geared towards whatever and then there was a line of 14 action figures awesome figures man the toys are amazing
0: and his men Mumbles, Flattop, Itchy, and Influence have called a meeting with Pruneface to get him to join their mob. Pruneface agrees, and with weapons drawn, they swear to get Dick Tracy once and for all. Suddenly, sirens blare, searchlights fill the room, and the door bursts open. It's Dick Tracy and his right-hand man, Sam Ketchum. Big Boy's gang is finished for now, but can Tracy keep them behind bars? Find out next time. Dick Tracy! From Playmates.
1: There was a planned Disney parks ride. And my favorite thing that I wish existed now, 1500 movie theaters were shipped Dick Tracy shirts. So basically the film logo on the shirt. Yeah. If you bought the shirt from the theater, it counted as your ticket. How awesome is that? And you just wore it into the movie. He's sweet. I'd love that. So that was pretty cool. I'm like, I would totally do that. If I wanted to go see, like we saw, we were talking about Top Gun Maverick, for example. Yeah. Imagine if they sold like the popcorn tin or a shirt or whatever, and you just bought that item. And that counted as the ticket. And that end. counted as the ticket. Danny Elfman was hired to do the score because Beatty was impressed with his work in Batman. On Batman. Elfman said Beatty was insane. Beatty also hired Steven Sondheim to write five songs for Madonna's character, one of which won Best Original Song at the Academy Awards. Okay. I Not to sound like a cynic here, but Madonna's songs in this
2: movie sounds like Jade songs from Arena. Like that <laughs> level (laughs) fucking bad. (laughs) all she needed to be was a hologram at that rate
1: I mean it makes me wonder like with the Bob Fosse connection if Beatty was like I'm just gonna I can't get Bob Fosse I'm gonna hire Stevenson I'm still do a musical well that's what I don't get you have these songs that Madonna is singing but you have so much commotion going on
2: in any given scene you
1: can't hear her sing so the background dancers that were with Madonna and the songs all Broadway performers why are you wasting your money they're not even featuring her no exactly but like he just really wanted to do this, this musical thing so Jim did the big gamble with marketing and the soundtrack and all the hiring he did uh, did it mean a big box office give us the budget along with news and number ones at time of release
0: from WUAB channel 43 where the news comes first this is the 10 o'clock view
2: dick tracy day june 15th 1990 warren beatty unraveled that yellow duster to a 46 million dollar budget and it made 163 million dollars at the box office it's also like we brought up it's the first movie that i can remember where you literally see boobs in a movie granted it's a see-through shirt by madonna but absolutely no swearing in the movie i've never seen one without the other and dick puns aside, I thought you'd hear a little bit more, you know, shit here. Yeah. Like, it's nothing. A, like
1: a. 30s gangster movie or whatever yeah. so like you would think it would have with like tits. a lot. yeah with tits <laughs> which i missed the tits yeah i, I dialed in I that's was. one of
2: the few things that stuck out to me i wanted to literally walk out of this movie and i lived in the house in which i was
1: <laughs> fucking watching you just it. lock the door and never come back like, oh my god this is horrible and then somebody comes to look at the house and dick tracy's on the tv and they're like we can't buy this we're out this. of here we're done it's with this stuff. what is she singing i can't hear
2: her however there were better options at this time here are some new movie releases at your blockbuster video A movie we've covered, The Wizard, Back to the Future Part 2, Nash Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, because in March is a new release. That's what you want to watch. Tango and Cash, one of the most underrated Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Kurt Russell movies. And especially this little nugget, the Cash intro theme, which sounds something out of a Super Nintendo game. Here's a little bit of it. It's very weird. I don't get it, but it's funny. However, off to the news, Kevin, huge news. This week, June the 15th, 1990, Burger King begins using Newman's own
0: salad dressing. For years, you've seen Paul Newman undressing. Now you can see Paul Newman dressing. Dressing. Burger King introduces Newman's own all-natural salad dressings in six great recipes on four great salads. So come to Burger King for a salad dressed better than the guy who created the dressing. To give you a salad dressed like no one else, sometimes you've got to break the rules.
2: Oh, it was one of the biggest news highlights that Burger King pulled a coup and somehow got Paul Newman under their umbrella. I saw people are
1: mad because Culver's made the switch from Pepsi to Coke. Pepsi is better than Coke. I'm I disagree. sorry. You like Coke more? I see, I, I do Coke Zero and I prefer Coke Zero to anything Pepsi pumps out because Pepsi has like their Pepsi Zero. It's like fucking Scorpion blood. Yeah. So I I'm Coke. And and it's because I'm in a Coke household. I always was Pepsi. Yeah. And now whenever so I've switched to Coke, drink Coke Zero. Whenever I have a Pepsi product, it tastes so strange to me. Really? Yeah. Well, later on during the final
2: app, we're gonna try and honor of this year's Royal Rumble little mountain dew pitch black yeah next thing on the news kevin adam sandler joins the cast of saturday night live saturday night live this week wasn't that bad it was cool to see aubrey Plaza on there they did the parks and rec thing on weekend update yeah that was neat that was really sweet really loved it florida passes a law which prohibits wearing a thong bathing suit florida of all places the fucking penis of the country which i wish wish i wish which I wish we could totally castrate off this country. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to wear a thong bathing suit. It's 1990. Please. No, let's not do that. It's gross. Sorry, Florida, man. A rally, Kevin, a huge rally to save the Fox television show. Alienation from cancellation was held at the Statue of Liberty.
1: What was alienation?
2: We'll brief. It's about an alien family that came to Earth and then all rock from the sun. Not Third Rock from the Sun, kind of, but it's this alien who becomes this one cop. His bu- It's a buddy cop thing. So he ends up being a cop with this guy, I think, in New York or Los Angeles, something like that. It's a really weird show, but there was a rally to save it at the Statue of Liberty. OK, so maybe it's this whole, you know, he's alien. He's an immigrant. We're going to have a rally here on Ellis Island. Makes sense for alienation. I have no idea why.
1: No, that's that's interesting.
2: And then NBC decides to air episodes of Quantum Leap for five straight days. Hey, I'm not opposed to it. I love Quantum Leap. I've been in the middle of a rewatch. Yeah. Great show. Dig it. Now let's throw it over to Curloader and Music Television News. Hi, I'm Kurt Loder with an MTV news brief. Michael Jackson enters St. John's Hospital Health Center near his home for chest pains after a dance rehearsal and exercise session. Later, come out that it was only rib cartilage inflammation. Rap group Two Live Crew members arrested in Florida for obscenity. Boy, there's a fucking shock. It's What's going on in Florida? Uncle time? Luke. You can't wear thongs. Uncle Luke, contain yourself. We're going to rest your ass. And of course, Mariah Carey's debut album is released in June of 1990 and she's still a juggernaut to this day. How many millions upon millions she makes the day after Thanksgiving
1: every goddamn year. And she says, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. (laughs) She's English. Yeah. She
2: gets real thunder English. Speaking of a guy who loves English and thunder, George. Good evening everybody. I'm George Michael. Welcome to the sports machine. Ryan gets his 6th no hitter against Oakland and Randy Johnson also records his first ever no hitter before he started killing birds with his fastball.
1: (laughs) I must wear that shirt today. It's such a great shirt.
2: I saw a first person like POV of Apollo's chariot. I cannot wait for us to ride that ride. I know. I'm so stoked. I'm so fucking excited for Busch Gardens. The Detroit Pistons repeat back to back champions against the Portland Trailblazers. Kevin, big news story here for you. Billy Joel performs at Yankee Stadium, but not before Nelson Mandela attends and declares, I am a Yankee. I'm assuming
1: Berliner. (laughs)
2: Yes, exactly. Or George Steinbrenner said, "Eh, Yeah, once you come here, Nelson, you become a Yankee. Wow, the number one movie in america one of the sequels that roger ebert said why did we need a sequel of this and was considered one of his worst movies of 1990 another 48 hours really
1: just as bad another 48 hours in which eddie murphy walked around like a bloated star not like a street smart criminal spouting nothings to an equally wasted nick nolte
2: yeah, one of the worst sequels. You got to figure it was eight years from the first one. Yeah. There wasn't a need for it. No. And the number one song in America, the song you play at every wedding, Wilson Phillips. Hold on. Such a great song. I love this song to this very day. But Dick Tracy Day, everybody. June 15th, 1990. And
1: that is the news. That oh, some good news. And the backgrounds in this movie are painted. Yeah, it's a really cool aesthetic. One of, one of the last movies to do that at this scale, the main colors in the film are the six colors that the original comic strip was printed in. Red, blue, yellow, green, orange, purple, and, the, and then of course, black and white. But it was based on how, which is cool. It, yeah. it looks super neat. And then Baz Luhrmann stole the idea and made every movie like this. So Baz Luhrmann's weird because it's he's so hit or miss for me. I love Moulin Rouge. Very much disliked the new Elvis movie. I thought Austin Butler is amazing, but Tom just, Hanks
2: got a Razzie award for this
1: year. The Razzie's gave a nomination to a nine-year-old girl. I think she's nine. Yeah. And so now there's so much backlash, they said they will no longer nominate children. Well, I think that would have been common sense. Yes, but right? Whatever. Stupid. So anyway, Baz Luhrmann hit or miss for me. Romeo and Juliet. Awesome. Yeah, I did like that. So, okay, let's uh, investigate the plot. The movie takes place in 1938 and opens with a card game between a group of mobsters. My phone kept wanting to autocorrect the lobsters. And I was like, would have been such a better movie. But would that have shocked you if there were all of a sudden lobsters? No, if there were lobsters, it would have been fine. The one guy's got a giant fucking head and a tiny little face. Yeah, little face. Little face. There you go. Some other mobsters drive through the wall and shoot all of the others with a Tommy gun. The guys that did the shooting are Flat Top and Itchy, who are on the payroll of the big boss, Alphonse Big Boy Caprice. A little kid referred to as a street urchin, Ugh. witnesses all of this while in hiding. The kid ends up being caught by Detective Dick Tracy, and with the help of Tracy's girlfriend Tess, they take the kid in. They basically unofficially adopt this kid, or at least temporarily. Yeah. Hey, you got a name? Kid. Kid?
0: Kid? King. What's the name your mother and father gave you? What mother and father? Who takes care of you? Who takes care of you?
1: He's literally referred to as the kid because he doesn't have a name, but he tells Tracy and Tess basically everything he saw at that card game. Big boy Caprice kills and takes over rival Lips Manless. It's a hard name. Uh, There's a lot of just senseless bullshit in this movie. So he he takes over this club owned by Lips Manless and his girlfriend, Breathless Mahoney. And and technically he's taking over the club and inheriting Breathless as part of the deal. Dick Tracy investigates all the illegal activity that Caprice is involved in. But Breathless is the only witness. But she will not talk unless she gets some of that Dick Tracy dick.
0: Thanks for calling. I was beginning to wonder what a girl had to do to get arrested.
1: Wearing that dress is a step in the right direction.
0: Are you gonna make a move or do I have to do everything? I'm on duty. What's your day off? Sunday. It's a big world
1: must be Sunday somewhere. She's relentless about this. She's like, I will not talk unless you give me some. Like she literally makes that deal. Meanwhile, Big Boy puts all his efforts into eliminating Tracy, but someone with no face called The Blank keeps getting involved in these attempts. The Blank is working together with Big Boy's piano player called 88 Keys, played by Andy Patinkin. The Blank, together with 88 Keys, kidnap, drug, and frame Dick Tracy for the murder of the corrupt district attorney. Ernie. If you want to stay alive, you do what Big Boy says. The blank then frames Big Boy for kidnapping Dick Tracy's girlfriend, Tess. One of the worst. Why did you use a voice like that? I get what you were trying yeah. to disguise, but yeah. horrible. Yes. Our final scene is on New Year's Eve at Big Boy's Club Ritz. Keep your mouth shut, them.
0: You don't say nothing to nobody. You may think they got us surrounded, but I'm getting out of this. Watch it. Move it, woman! Blue. Now, however, I
1: own the view big boy's men are killed or captured by Tracy and the police. Big boy flees ties Tess to the gears of a drawbridge. Tracy tries to stop him but the blank arrives and holds both men at gunpoint. The kid arrives and in the distraction Tracy throws big boy to his death in what seems like a bottomless pit but not before big boy shoots the blank. The blank is revealed as breathless Mahoney in a mask. Basically she wanted to take over the whole city herself. Yeah. The movie ends with the worst, laziest, most uninspired Marriage proposal ever. Yeah. With Dick Tracy tossing Tess a ring box as he's rushing out to respond to a robbery.
0: Dick Tracy, are you asking? Calling Dick it? Tracy. Pat Pat to Dick Tracy. Robbery in progress, Tracy. Metropolitan Bank. I got the DD dog. Come on, let's go. Come on, Tracy. Let's go. Come on. Come on, Well, Tracy. What are you waiting for? A nice safe desk? Tess?
2: You wanted a million. You know the story behind the blank toy, right? No. So they released that toy. It's very sought after. Problem is, when people were buying it, you could pop the mask off, and it totally spoiled the movie. So they recalled the toy re-released it with you know straight as the blank and not breathless
1: underneath it so if you can find the blank it's so much well, money that's an interesting thing too because then if you find a loose blank yeah you know like the odds of having the mask on breathless well the
2: thing is so they released these toys before the movie came out and a lot of people are like well this spoiled the fucking movie yeah well they tend to do that still but you know what though i think it was a way for the toy company to say hey we're gonna spoil this we're gonna save you an hour 40 minutes what made it feel like <laughs> three
1: hours and 15 minutes listen Guys, we saw an advanced screening of this thing, and you're welcome. uh, You're welcome. Characters: Warren Beatty as Dick Tracy. In addition to Clint Eastwood, also considered were Harrison Ford, Richard Gere, Tom Selleck. Mel Gibson. Tom Selleck would have been fucking amazing. If it was a little earlier. Yeah, this would have been 1990. By Selleck. 90, Selleck. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, Al Pacino is Alphonse's Big Boy Caprice. Robert De Niro was considered. Pacino. What? De Niro could have been in this fucking movie. No idea. Yeah. Yeah, he probably was. I have a lot. I'm, I'm going to kind of gloss through some of these characters because there are, are a million. So yeah. I'm pretty much going to only name the notable ones. Pacino designed his character for the screen. He looks nothing like the comic version. So basically all the other characters... They tried to stick to how they looked in the comic. But with Pacino, if they would have made him look like the real big boy, you wouldn't have recognized him. And what stuck out to me, because I feel like I'm watching a
2: Batman in color movie. Yeah. It seemed to me like they were trying to make him look like Oswald Cobblepot. Sort
1: of. Yeah. I was like, he's fucking a weird body. Yeah.
2: This is CNN Breaking News. Well, I was wrong. Batman Returns didn't come out for another two years, so there's no way in hell they would have known what Oswald Cobblepot
1: was going to look like. My bad. This is CNN Breaking News. He still wasn't like that recognizable as Pacino. Hooah! Madonna as Breathless, the blank Mahoney. Michelle Pfeiffer, Kathleen Turner, and Kim Basinger were all wanted. Perfect. But too expensive because there was some budget restriction at this Yeah, movie. Sharon Stone auditioned. Madonna made $35,000 for this movie. Wow. Because she worked at Scale. Yeah. But well, she was dating Warren Beatty at the time in real life. So she had the hookup. I think she did them a favor. Glenn Headley as Tess Trueheart, Dick Tracy's girlfriend. Rest in peace. This seems like a common thing on this podcast, but Sean Young was cast in this role. Wow. Okay. She, she was fired and replaced with Glenn Headley. She said later that it's because she rejected Warren Beatty's sexual advances. Good. Which is why she was fired. And then Jesus, a lot of other similar stories have come out about Warren Beatty. Like they, he has a lot lot of accusations in the last year or so he's like she just wasn't good enough we made a mistake casting her and we just had to replace her hasn't he been like married to Annette Benning for like 40 years probably Christ Charlie Corsmo is a kid Macaulay Calkin almost took this role and he basically had to decide between this and Home Alone he, he chose wisely he did well Charlie Corsmo, of course was in Hook with Dustin Hoffman also in this and then can't hardly wait William Lichter James Keene is Pat Patton these are the cops Dick Van Dyke as District Attorney John Fletcher, Charles Durning as Chief Brandon, Kathy Bates, blink and you'll miss her as Mrs. Green, a stenographer, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman as Mumbles. the worst fucking character in movie history. So bad. Gilbert Gottfried wrote in his autobiography <laughs> that he was nearly cast in the role. I do not want Gilbert Gottfried mumbling on it. we help you, Dick Tracy? William Forsythe as Flat Top. Awesome. Uh, my favorite character. We'll flat just get top. it out of the way right now. Any non-lead character steal scenes? It's None. William Forsythe as as Flat Top. Oh yeah, Flat Top is great. Cause I had to double
2: take. I'm like, is that fucking William Forsythe? Awesome. He's the most amazing henchman out of every single one of them. They have so many individual yeah. characteristic names. Prune Face. He's on screen for five minutes, says nothing. I don't know well, about him. We
1: have Itchy Numbers, eighty-eight Keys, which we said was played by Mandy Patinkin. So this one's interesting. R.G. Armstrong is Prune Face. The studio had Ronald Reagan lined up for this role, and Beatty said, "No way."
0: When I go in for a physical now, they no longer ask me how old I am. They just carbon date me.
2: He's a California Democrat. Yeah. But how the hell could they have got President Reagan?
1: I have no idea, Joe. Fucking hell, me. And Jesus. so they were going to get Ronald Reagan to play prune face. Which he wouldn't have needed makeup. Henry Silva's influence. Paul Sorvino as lips manless. Chuck Hicks as the brow. We also had guys named the rodent. Shoulders. Little face. James Conn as Khan Spud Spaldoni.
2: You know what? I have no room to judge because he was in fucking Santa Slay, So he'll do anything anything. But
1: God, man, Catherine O'Hara as Taxi Garcia. And uh, we have somebody named Ribs Mocha. Like how the hell did just did Warren Beatty call favors? Because there's so many big names in this movie. You know what? I think it was. I I think with the amount of marketing that they knew was going to happen because Disney's involvement and stuff, because at the time of casting, I think Disney had planned to put this under their banner. Yeah. So I think everybody was like, I'm going to sign on just in case. You know what I mean? Like, money. Because I associate thing, Disney with Al Pacino. This thing, yeah, right. <laughs> this thing could blow up and ha- spawn several sequels. So everybody's kind of like, I'm going to throw my name in just in case. I think if Warren
2: Beatty would have stayed out of the director's chair in this movie, I think that's what ruined it, in my opinion.
1: I kind of really do, too. So, but we're going to talk about that yeah. a little bit later. So, Jim, why don't you go ahead, kick us off, give us your first best scene. I had a hard time with this. Here's the thing, Kevin. I don't have one good scene. I listed four bad scenes. So we're going to go
2: with bad scenes on my Nice. End. I like that. So, my first bad scene is Caprice choreographing Breathless in the Dancers.
0: What what does that? that sound dream? Dream? That's, That's not a... greed, no. No, indeed. Indeed. That's, That's just stocking the store. Get it to me!
1: Oh, man. That's this like scene. Weird. It's that. See, I could see fuck. how you said the penguin. Yeah, I could see because he's kind of like he does in, around. He does that in Batman Returns. Yeah, right.
2: But this scene goes
1: on for it seems
2: interminably like 10 minutes and he's singing and dancing and he's trying to direct the cops come in. Tracy comes in. He's still continuing fucking dancing. Like, hey, don't be bothered by them. I'm uh, this is my club. I'll deal with them. Dance, sing. It's like, shut the fuck
1: up. They're like, up. hey, it's 2 a.m. They've got to go home. And yeah. Like, no. God, it was horrible. I will say it's not a scene but this movie looks cool. It's a great looking movie. The character designs, the painted backgrounds, the decision to only use the six colors. They all nailed it. But you can also see how inspired by Batman they were. It literally was a Tim Burton movie. It sucks because it's like, well, Batman already exists. You guys can also be Batman. Yeah. If Batman hadn't came out a year prior, this would have been awesome. Yeah. But instead, Batman came out. So all it looks like you guys are just making like this cheap reproduction with a danny elfman soundtrack yes you got the same you want and like they tried to get all the same the cadence and the beats it seemed
2: to me it's once again and i referenced this and you referenced this in the past of this podcast it's like the vanilla ice thing din, 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 yeah. din. it's different it's not the same it literally sounds like the batman theme yeah with three or four things twisted in different octaves and
1: like Danny Elfman probably got such a huge payday for this, and he was like, "Well, fuck, that was easy." Yeah. So my next bad scene—the scene
2: immediately after this choreography thing—you have Dick Tracy and Breathless back in the dressing room. This is where you see Madonna's nipples. Okay. Very brief.
0: Are gonna arrest me? Are gonna arrest you? I'd have done it by now. Then what are you up to, honey? I think Lips Manless is dead, and I want you to tell me who killed him, or maybe you weren't on his side. Whose side are you on? Side I'm always on. Mine. No grief for lips? I'm wearing black underwear. You know it's legal for me to take you down to the station and sweat it out of you under the lights. I sweat a lot better in the dark. I know how you feel. You don't know if you want to hit me or
2: kiss me. It's just these stupid, over-the-top double entendres. Yeah. And it's the fact that you know that Warren Beatty in real life is boinking Madonna. Oh. Gross. Which is fucking disgusting. And you just see this, what seems to be forced attraction almost, but borderline that I feel that once he said cutscene, they dropped down, just made love on that floor. How about
1: when she goes into like doggy position on his desk? This was supposed to be a Disney vehicle. She gets on his desk and then like arches her back and puts her ass up. And it's like... (laughs) Like
2: what was going to be next? Were they going to fucking Herbie? Yeah. I mean, what are we going to do? It's
0: none of my business, but... Where are you going on your honeymoon? Uh, we don't know. Herb hasn't told us yet. Let's go, Herb. Bye, Herbie.
1: I think the best parts of this movie have to do with the relationship between Tess and Tracy.
0: Oh my gosh, what time is it? It's 6.30. <gasps> I have to get to the greenhouse. I've got those new delphiniums coming in. Uh, Pat says he's going to call the orphanage today. Tracy, you might try watering those. Tess. Mm-hmm. Thanks for watching, the kid. Night, Tracy. Tess.
1: Yeah, you're one in a million.
0: Oh, Tracy, good
1: night. So they seem to be great until Tess sees him kissing breathless Mahoney. Yeah, Tess.
0: Uh, this is. I know who she is. Hello, Miss Mahoney. You must be Miss Trueheart. Tracy's told me so much about you. Oh. He doesn't know so awfully much about me. Well, uh, thanks for coming by. We'll be in touch, Tracy. Right. Mr. Hart. what a cute little boy. but she does some nifty undercover work
1: which is more so her just kissing him and like she walks around the corner and sees it but then he acts like an idiot yeah he Uh, does uh, uh, tess has never liked his line of work that's the final straw when she sees him kissing uh dick tracy and then the scene i like is her in the diner saying goodbye tracy
0: i'm i'm leaving i used to be afraid that maybe he'd never take some time and settle down and now I know it. I knew you'd never win a desk job, Tracy. Call Dick Tracy. Call Dick Tracy. Do you read me, Tracy? You got big boy on the run now, and that's good. Call Dick Tracy. Call Dick Tracy.
1: Tracy. Good luck. They do like a great job with subtext. Her acting in this scene is like phenomenal. So good. But basically he has this like Apple watch. Ahead of its time. Yeah, 30 years ahead of its time, whatever. 25 years ahead of its time. He has a radio watch that like chimes in or whatever. Well, basically she's just with her acting in her eyes. is just basically begging him shut your watch off yeah let's have a conversation you're not on call right now you're, you're not good. on call like let's just work this out or let's whatever. enjoy this diner chili we always seem to eat but stupid bug bailey won't leave him alone Ugh. and in the middle of the conversation he leaves i don't know if he doesn't realize or doesn't care he doesn't care but he just leaves so she packs her shit and and i guess goes to her hometown well, look
2: look how he proposed to her for well that sake. sucks we'll talk about that later my next bad scene it's actually an amalgamation of a couple scenes. I call it the when do we eat montage thing.
0: All right. When do we eat? Live alone and like it, free as the birds in the tree. When do we eat? High above the briars, live alone and like it, I do whatever I please. When do we eat? When do we Free to hang around or fly at any old time. When do we eat?
2: where the kid just doesn't shut the fuck up about when do we eat, and every scene is him eating. Yeah. You're eating now, dipshit. What else do you need to do? I understand you lived out on the street. You know, you were out on the lam. You only ate every now and then. You can't keep asking when do we eat when you've already been brought in and basically Dick and Tess are your de facto mom pop, and they're feeding you every five fucking minutes. Shut up. (laughs) <laughs> Shut the fuck up and eat a carrot,
1: okay? Thank you. That's I, I don't have anything else, so if you have anything else. One more.
2: The seesaw catapult near the end.
0: What do you weigh, Pat? I don't know, about 195, 196, something like that. How much? 210. Jump. What? Jump. Jump? Come on, just jump. Jump. <laughs>
2: where dick tracy jumps through a window in a building down 20 feet lands it perfectly and then as shit's going down below in the club it's called the ritz right club Ritz. club yeah. Ritz. dick tracy looks up and he's trying to figure out like a fucking algorithm while making a seesaw and goes okay jump and he is able to seesaw his ass out of 25 feet onto the building lands perfectly yeah. that whole time that's when I kind of woke up out of my stupidity and I went I'm I'm, I'm walking out of my bedroom I'm, not- <laughs> I'm out of
1: here so I will say before we move on, do you have anything else to no. talk about before we move on you know I would include the scenes all the scenes where the so basically big boy becomes obsessed with trying to eliminate Dick Tracy but every time he tries in some way Dick Tracy like they try and blow up this furnace yeah, and like the kid helps him escape and like in the other instances the blank you know shows up and like foils the whole thing there's like like one scene that's almost exactly like Batman. Yeah, where Batman escapes, cops are shooting at Batman and stuff. It's that same. I was waiting for to hear Daniel go. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, they I just like, rip there we go. Batman, so
2: much. They just gave him a Batmobile at that rate.
1: Okay, well, let's get out of the pool. No pools in nineteen thirty-eight. Tracy, when can we swim? Tracy, when can we swim? Shut the fuck up. Well, when did commercial swimming pools become a thing? In uh, probably not till like mid fifties, I would say mid to late fifties. Yeah. They swim in their, uh, remember their swimming trousers with belts. Yeah, exactly. I wanted swimming trunks. They went to belt. farmer gyms. Actually sw- swimming trunks with a belt sound like <laughs> the worst thing ever, but those existed. <laughs> they did. And one piece swimsuits Yeah, like for men. All right. Well, we've only done this one time on this podcast before, but we're going to do it again. And I think it's going to be fun. Yes. We're doing Mad Libs. Yeah. So I'm going to just, I wrote a script. Okay. And I will explain after we complete it, what it was. I'm going to ask Jim for those unfamiliar with Mad Libs. That's where I fucked it up last time because I didn't know what an adverb was. I just, I tell Jim, you know, noun, verb, place, number, whatever it is. He tells me, I fill them into my little script and then I read the story. So this is where I'm going to sound stupid. Oh, you'll be fine. I'm not good with English. All right. A city. Ah, Cleveland. Okay just bear with me while i write yep a four digit number let's do six five nine three eight six seven five three oh nine a made up name a fictional name for a man for a man poon right <laughs> so an actor or a famous male it can be a singer an athlete an actor just a famous male okay curveball here michael johnson <laughs> Like the
2: track gold, and field yeah, athlete. Yeah, gold medalist. Oh, I wrote Michael Jackson. Close enough. <laughs> it's Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson Jackson. An adjective. Spry. No.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Springing. Springing. That's what I meant to say. I'll do springy. Okay. Another adjective. Moist. There you go. Okay. I need an actress or a famous woman. So same same set of rules. Athlete, actor, or actress, musician, whoever. Okay. Steffi Graf. This is something, Jim. <laughs> All right. Another actress or famous woman. Oh, Debbie Gibson. Super strange, but I do. Okay. A verb ending in E-D. Penist. Okay. <laughs> a specific place or establishment. So I'm thinking like a restaurant, a gas station, like a specific. Okay. Chili's. Okay. Baby background. A noun. Fuck! <laughs> Here comes my English. Per, person, place, or thing. Okay, thank you. It could be anything, Jim. The simple shit. It's hard when you're on the spot. Like I person. know. McDonald's. Well, that's like a. Sp- okay, that's that'll work. But <laughs> I that's told sp- you, I'm not good at that's English. A, that's a proper noun. Yeah. An adjective. Masticating. That's a verb. Fuck. Descriptive word. Okay. Uh, Shiny. A color blue. Anything uh, uh, chocolatey. like chocolatey. I'll just do chocolate. Okay. And a thing or an object? Ritz cracker. (laughs) Nationality. German. A verb ending in ED. Wondered. A number. 12. Okay. Another actor or famous male? Wayne Gretzky. Hell yeah, the great one. Hell yeah. Plural noun. Would superiors be a plural noun? Sure. Okay. That'll work
2: in this case. All right. I'm going back to the nightmares of diagramming sentences and shit. Another number. 69. Perfect. Nice. Having after class meetings with my English teacher. Jim, you're just not progressing. No shit, Sherlock. (laughs) A verb. Played. I'm shocked you didn't hit me with an adverb because I had one saved. I'll do
1: play. Okay. All right. Are we ready? Oh, God. Here we go. The setting is a classic noir that takes place in Cleveland. Fuck. Yes, in the year sixty-five ninety-three. Serena, that's <laughs> Serena. There hasn't been a huge champion too. in fifty years. Detective Poon, played by Michael Johnson, given his most springy case yet when a moist but secretive woman, <laughs> played by Steffi Graf, yeah, shows up to hire the detective to find her missing sister, played by Debbie Gibson. Okay. When Detective Poon tries to call his client's hotel, he is told she has penised out. <laughs> I should have said dick. However, later she shows up to meet him at Chili's, but now she is calling herself McDonald's. <laughs> that worked out good. Sure, that worked out. She says she made up the story about her missing sister, and she actually needs Detective Poon's help to help her locate the chocolate Ritz cracker. <laughs> I think those exist, right? I want to say you put any fucking chocolate on anything. The item is sought after by the German mob. The German mob! (laughs) And many people have already been wandered because of its value. Okay. She explains that it's worth $12. (laughs) Oh, big spender. It's a Euro. The detective is able to track down the chocolate Ritz cracker, but is double-crossed by McDonald's, and she leads them to the head mobster, played by Wayne Gretzky and his superiors. The mobster offers $69 for the chocolate Ritz cracker. Nice. Which the detective agrees to, but when he turns over the item, it's revealed that it's fake. It's a fake chocolate Ritz cracker. Oh, you son of a bitch. The mobster leaves town and the detective must choose whether he will turn McDonald's in or play her. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. So that script was a loose reimagining or version of The Maltese Falcon, which is like nice. the greatest noir ever. And yeah. anybody that hasn't watched The Maltese Falcon should, because it's a great one about a. Bird statue. Better than Dick Tracy. Better than Dick Tracy. So, all right, well, not a lot of commercial swimming pools. I'm sure there were public swimming pools, but whatever it is, let's find it and let's get in. Hey,
2: girls, head down to Kreski's this week for that beautiful one piece striped suit that you can wear at Waddell Park.
0: I remember all of you from when I was nothing. Prune face you tossed a firebomb in my car one night. Give me a lot of trouble, but I forgive you. Mocha, you put three slugs into me, but I lived. I forgive you, too. I owe everybody at this table a little something, but I forgive all of you. Why? Because I put the past in the past. However, a boss who cannot see the future becomes a liability to everyone concerned. What are you, a fortune teller? What do you mean, the future? From facing, what I mean, is the
1: future. is me. Critical question. I know the answer. Is this movie good, bad, just okay, and defend your answer. I think this movie had the potential to be
2: something quite great. The marketing campaign was stellar. The toys behind it were amazing. They still hold up to this day. All the chachis. I had two fanny packs that were Dick Tracy fanny packs. Awesome. But here's the problem. Like I said, I fell asleep during this. I wanted to walk out of my own home. It goes on way too long. It's like, Warren Beatty had such a boner for Dick Tracy, dating all the way back to 75, Mm -hmm. that he had this whole idea in his head of what he wanted to conceive, and he just got all of his buddies from Hollywood to put shit on their face, and (laughs) literally, you
1: have Dustin- They literally
2: put shit on their face? Why not? They could have called one shit shit guy, shit face. You have somebody that's so amazing, like Dustin Hoffman, who literally won an Oscar- Two years before this. Dustin Hoffman did it as a favor. Okay, that seems perfect. He's Mumbles. Literally, you can't understand him.
1: I know. You want to do it? Don't do it. I 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 don't do
0: it. I don't do 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 it. Mumbles. Where's Lipsman?
2: And then all of a sudden, poof, he
0: He, breaks Kayfabe. He can just talk. He can just talk. A Keys. The Piano Man. Set you up. Big boy paint him to get you out of the way
2: what the fuck was the purpose of that? You have so many great actors in this movie that are just all over the place. I can't keep track of who, what, when, where, why, how. Oh, yeah. That conference in the beginning, when he tells Jimmy Khan this is how it's going to be. You got 55 people talking at once. I don't understand the levity or consequence of taking over the town. Yeah. This movie is just so disjointed. It had such big potential. The look of it is incredible. I think it was way ahead of its time for the art. Yeah. But fuck, did I- Warren Beatty,
1: drop a deuce in the toilet with this so i think it's okay but i think the problem lies with warren Beatty. yo because I, i mean one he just was so hyper fixated on batman And Batman not only came first, but it's also a better movie. Oh, definitely. Even if it didn't come first, way better movie. Yeah. And so I go back to, so Warren Beatty, like I said, I think he directed like, I I could be wrong. Call me out if I am, because I'm not looking, but like, I think he directed like four movies or something. Yeah. It might've been like five, eight, 10 even, but I think if you gave this movie to Spielberg, he would have had a much better ability to edit himself, make sure the script is like top-notch, make sure everything makes sense and would have been much more refined. I even go back to the Walter Hill, the gritty, violent Dick Tracy. I think it would have been ahead of its time, and I think it would have been good. Yeah. And it makes me wonder. So I guess the second part of the critical question is, do you think this movie made as much money as it did solely based on the marketing? Or do you think that if you wouldn't have put that marketing juggernaut behind it, do you think people would have turned out to see Dick Tracy? I think... If it wasn't for the juggernaut
2: of marketing, they would not have ended up at $163 no. million. I think this would have been a $46, $46 movie, $46 million movie, but I think it would have only have made 70 Yeah. Easily, it would have lost its ass. I mean, basically you would look at it, you say it broke even, but without the toys, the 10 different McDonald's commercials they had yep. for this, it never would have gotten
1: this far. Yeah, I just think Warren Beatty was the problem, in my opinion. I think if you... Couldn't get out of his own way. Yeah, if you would have replaced him with any of the other directors mentioned, and I think you you have more of a home run, yeah. In my opinion, Spielberg's the one. I can totally see this with Spielberg would have been awesome with like a John Williams soundtrack. My favorite villain in this movie, by a long shot, David McCall. Hey, Dick, look who it is.
2: What would you give him as a name? The like, fear hey, it's me, Dick Tracy. I'm the fear, and guess what? I'm a fucking killer. Oh, it could have been different, Mr. Walker.
1: We should have allowed nature to take its course.
2: Mark Wahlberg would not have allowed any Fucking thing on his face. He'd be like, I'm fucking Mark Wahlberg, okay? He would have had Nicole forever on his stomach. <laughs> he would have had a, a pinstripe
1: suit jacket just open. You know
2: what would have been great, though? It would have said Nicole forever, but he had the hindsight to know in six years he was going to be in a movie yeah. in which he would be banging somebody named Nicole.
1: Yeah. He's the roller coaster finger guy. Yeah. That'd be great if that was the same. <laughs> roller coaster finger guy. Yeah, roller guy. coaster finger guy, Kai. In this fucked up universe, are there any good guys who look like absolute freaks? Kind of Bug Bailey. Yeah. But it's all the bad guys. And, and what i'm getting at is like all the bad guys have giant weird heads or like melting skin haircuts. or like really fucking insane haircuts or like some bizarre mad magazine yeah. looking feature so if it's only the bad guys who look like that couldn't they just arrest anyone who looked different yeah. and just assume that you're involved in like mob activity and the bad thing is though it's kind of like allegory anymore to the world yeah, in which right? we fucking live yes, it is so like these guys are bad so they have to look absolutely freak show over the top in my opinion there should have been like just some like families walking down the sidewalk in the background who had makeup and shit because they literally are like differentiate who's a good guy and who's a bad guy by how they look it's crazy i got
2: a big one i I, i've heard (laughs) please it's very small so the kid gets an honorary detective certificate from the police force
0: action in the face of grave danger the kid whose name will be filled in when he thinks of one, is awarded this honorary detective certificate with badge. Congratulations, pal. The best looking officer on the force, with or without a name. But but this is just a temporary certificate. Could you pick a name for yourself? What's the matter with Kid? Nothing. This means no more jumping on the back of cars. Got
2: it? And they're like, since you don't have a name, they just put the kid on and they give badge and later Tracy gives them the radio watch. Yeah. But near the end of the movie, the kid presents Dick Tracy with the same certificate, but he writes Dick Tracy Jr. Is that
1: legally binding?
2: No. Like, is he just gonna be Dick Tracy Jr.? Dick
1: Tracy wants him to be called Sam. Yeah. And then Tess has like a couple names that she likes, but he wants to be Dick Tracy Jr. (laughs) I wish that was legally binding. Well, speaking of which, I don't read the comic strips. In this movie, they mostly refer to him as just Tracy. Yeah. Is his name Dick Tracy... Or is he just a dick named Tracy? Dick is in detective. See, that's what I was thinking. I don't know if his name is, thing. think it's just Tracy. His name originally was like, and again, I should have wrote this down. It was originally like Trousers Tracy yeah. or something. It was like, but again, that doesn't clarify. Yeah, he's just a dick. He's a, yeah, he's, he's a, a detective. private detective. He's a detective. So he's a dick. So he's Dick Tracy. So is he Dick Dick Tracy? Is he Detective Dick Tracy? He's double dicking? He's he's double dick. Skiing. <laughs> skiing. Ski, uh, yeah i don't i don't know i i don't know what is because again they just refer to him as tracy i don't know why but it always drove me nuts even when i was a kid and i saw this
2: movie everybody's so bright and colorful Mm -hmm. and of course tracy has the yellow fedora the yellow duster it always and it still does pisses me off that dick tracy has a black suit on underneath yeah it should be fucking yellow. Yes. Everything should be yellow. Yes, he should be. When exactly. he takes that off and he's just wearing his suit, I feel like I'm being fucking defrauded into something for God's sake. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, what kind of bullshit is
1: that? Tracy has a water dispenser that's like a polar bear dick. <laughs> <laughs> like it's he has this polar bear <laughs> It's a polar bear, but anatomically the water nozzle is like kind of where the polar bear's dick Dick is. So it's like a polar bear dick water dispenser, which is great, which then later he takes off the polar bear's head and there's recording equipment in it. And then he brings like, they're going to play it for like the police chief or something because they recorded something. He puts the whole polar bear in his car. It is so
2: Swiss Army. It's ridiculous. I must have fell asleep during that part because that's fine. That's fucking brutal. So Tracy, as a detective, breaks the law fucking all the time. Yeah. All right. Breaks all the time, but keeps bringing up. He hammers the fucking point home that it's the law for the kid to go to the orphanage. Yeah. He will fucking kill. He'll break every law. The department wants to throw him in jail. The D.A., who before you even know he's taking Caprice's money, says, you know what, Tracy, you're this close to being... He gets thrown in jail at yeah. one fucking point because he's framed. But goddamn, kid, you're going to an orphanage. You have to. It's the law. You have to go to
1: the orphanage. It's the law. Shut the fuck up, dick. Yeah, why are dick. you not... You, and, and even- Take him there, then. And you're a cop. So, like, you could find a workaround. you know what I mean? Well, then again, too, why doesn't he just take the kid to the orphanage? He could drop the kid off. Well, that's, yeah. You lazy asshole. The kid keeps escaping. Yeah. One thing, I mean, it really annoyed me is Tracy never quite asks Tess to marry him. Yeah. Because, like, he beats around the bush, and then, as we said, he throws her the ring box as he's leaving. Doesn't she deserve... I wanted the ending so badly... Yeah. ...for him to just tell Little Dick that, like... (laughs) Just no, you go ahead. Yeah. You go ahead and you you work on the robbery. You have fun with the guys. I'm going to stay here and have a slice of pie with my dame. You 8-year-old kid, you now are an empowered cop. You and go. you and Bug Bailey, go yeah. get your heads blown yeah, off. Yeah. Dick Tracy uh, Jr. Yeah, I just really wanted him to be like, to turn off the watch. Kevin, even the fucking diner cook
2: stopped what he was doing to basically look at Dick Tracy and go, would you
1: fucking do this already? Because like, you asshole. I think he kisses her once at the beginning. He does, that's it. But like, exactly. And like, just please, please pay it off. Dick Tracy turns the watch off, sits down and has a slice of pie with his lady. And the only time that Dick Tracy ever gets sexual is when Breathless,
2: literally wants deep dicking yeah. from dick yeah and he's totally kissing her but i'm in love with tess you have a shit way of showing yeah, that, pal. you really do and the last thing that drove me up a goddamn wall so at the very end Caprice keeps saying That he was set up Kidnapping tests Hey I, I didn't kidnap you Yeah Ooh, I didn't kidnap Then let her the fuck go The whole time He's fucking Taking her They're running over A a, a drawbridge He has her up. I didn't kidnap you This wasn't my idea
1: Yes Then get rid of her What are you doing So something I didn't understand Before we move on Yeah I, I don't have I mean There's a lot of logic And it, it sucks to say But I was not invested enough In this movie To really care <laughs> I wanted to leave Exactly, exactly So i i think i lost it <laughs> I, think the, I what's your logic point this entire movie this entire it is it is this entire movie but like i mean so dick gets arrested framed breathless and 88 keys horribly kill, framed kill no. the district attorney yeah they shout the entire like plot so that someone would overhear like hey dick tracy you killed the district attorney you'll never kill me too or whatever he says so that they overhear it they call the cops yeah knock dick tracy out or give him drugs or something they put a gun in his hand and then right as the cops are coming they like put ammonia under his nose so he wakes up he wakes up with a gun in his hand with the district attorney dead well the one 88 keys is yelling and putting on a whole act to the the receptionist so then i don't know if i fell asleep or or like like you or what happened but dick tracy actually goes to jail but then what steps happen to get him out of jail do the cops allow him out of the jail okay so he was gonna get
2: Transport it out and then Bug Bailey and the other guy get him in a car and go.
0: Tracy, What are you two doing here? It's a long trip to county jail. I'd say it would take at least eight hours to get there. All right, boys. Call headquarters, get him to send a car to 38th and Central, and tell him there's something I want him to bring.
1: He doesn't go to the jail yet. No. So that's just dirty cops. That's dirty cops. Dirty friend cops. Yeah, dirty friend cops. What is the legacy of this movie? This movie has a weird legacy. Because again, heavily marketed it, positively reviewed, performed well at the box office. And then it's like it was forgotten. Yeah. Like no one ever brought it up again. Like it did its 12 weeks in theaters or whatever. That was it. And then it it's just gone. Yeah. Like Dick Tracy isn't being celebrated with special anniversary releases. Like they're not re-releasing like retro action figures. Yeah. There's no one like trying to remake Dick Tracy. Which I wish they would. It's just gone Could Warren Beatty be holding on to this until he dies? Actually, that's a good point because when he bought the rights, I wonder how long that lasted. But So your Dick Tracy cup on the shelf next to me over here is probably keeping the legacy of this movie alive Because it's not on Disney Plus. Nope. Despite being like a Disney movie. The Disney ride never happened, thankfully. Yeah. It's just like gone. And Disney actually had Dick Tracy 2 as a carrot on a stick, but they didn't feel the Nick Tracy was successful enough for the effort they put into it. So, right. But in my like it made $160 million. Yeah. Now what was the budget? 35, 46. Oh, 46. I wonder if that included the marketing or not, mm. because I, I mean, with all those TV spots, the yeah. toys, the McDonald's promotion, which the wasn't NES, good, all the promotion, you know, they might've put another 50 million in it. Yeah. And you know, so if it's like a $80 million budget that made 160, I mean, I don't know what they were expecting to make. Were they expecting to make $300 million? I would like to see. And like you told me, I watched Tenet. That's another movie to be talked
2: about. Imagine, a Nolan spin on Dick Tracy. Well, it's
1: because that's like what the Walter Hills yeah. thing sort of was. So like, take like, yeah, take not Nolan. so over the top. Yeah. So what would have Dick Tracy to have been? You think, because they introduced every character ever in print in this yeah. movie. They went all bored. The they, only thing I can think is James Conn's in this movie for five minutes. He's back in as and the main then guy. He says like I'm out. I'm not doing this. They could have brought him back as the main villain. Spuds Boldoni. Maybe made up original characters. Tess and
2: Dick are married. They adopted Dick Tracy Jr. DTJ is a full fledged cop. I would assume he has to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, I don't know that, again, there was enough meat on the bone since they introduced so much in this movie that there was enough to move forward with the second. Plus, I'm assuming that since with all these things that came out about Warren Beatty being an absolute scumbag, nobody's like, I'm not giving that. fucking piece of shit any money well yeah but back then i think it wasn't that way it wasn't until more more recently that people after the me too movement and stuff i think more people were comfortable coming forward and give me a better dick tracy there's so many like yeah i mean like now i think like gosling because i pretty much Give me Gosling as anything, yeah. But like, ben Affleck, sure. <laughs> Affleck, actually, I would watch the shit out of it. Yeah. So the other day, I was talking to my, our friend Morgan, and him and I, we were joking about Tom Cruise was at one of the football games, one of the NFL playoff games, yeah. and it looked like he had this like weird ponytail, like low, fluffy sort of ponytail thing. He, his way his hair looked was just real weird. It's Hogan's influence in Scientology, and yeah, maybe. And uh, and Morgan had said, "Oh, it's because he's playing Paul Revere," and he was joking. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Ben Affleck's got to be in that movie for sure. Because Boston. Massachusetts. And I'm like, wait a minute. I want to see a movie with Ben Affleck and Tom Cruise together. i fucking sweet!" what it." I don't be. know what it would be. I don't Dick care Tracy what it too. would be. But Ben Affleck, Tom Cruise, in a movie together, it'd be great. Ben Affleck would probably have to become a Scientologist. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, we're going to talk about Top Gun Maverick in just a moment. But first, stick around for some plugs.
0: Extra, extra, read all about it. One of Dick Tracy's junior detectives has witnessed the killers Ichi and Flattop leaving the scene of a crime. Luckily, he's got on the Dick Tracy two-way wristwatch, the best way to keep in touch with headquarters. The transmit button activates the voice monitoring light, and the built-in working watch keeps super accurate time. Will Dick Tracy get there, or will Ichi and Flattop get away? Find out next time. Dick
2: Tracy, figures, vehicles, and watch eats sold separately from Plemings. Cool Seners, once again, thank you for listening to this episode episode. episode of the show. And don't forget, as always, like, comment, subscribe, rate and follow Apple, Spotify and Podbean. You leave us a five star review and we read it on the air. We'll send you out a bit of a prize. Also, don't forget, check us out on Facebook, Instagram and Twitch. If You guys are unsure how to get there. We have a one stop shop now and it's called Linktree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Pool Scene Podcast. If you guys would like to contribute to the show in any way help for future content maybe even put it towards a cup of coffee for us there is a link at the top of the link tree that will send you to basically a tip jar we love you guys and thank you once again and now back to kevin
1: hey final app guy since you don't have a real name i heard you've been telling people your name is final app guy jr Yeah. yeah Well, Jim, I think you teased it at some point. At the beginning. You're going to take a bullet for the podcast. That's right. And you're going to do something performative here. I am. So, like I said, in honor of
2: this year's Royal Rumble, there is a match between Bray Wyatt and, yeah, Shoes of a Champion, LA Knight. It's literally called the Mountain Dew Pitch Black Match. I have a bottle here of Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Full disclosure, not a Mountain Dew guy, but I like when they do these weird flavors, so I always get them. (sniffs) Now, there's been other iterations of this, right?
1: I Does it th- come out every year? Does it only come out? I think
2: there's different iterations. So looking at this, I'm thinking it's going to taste like a grape thing. I think it's grape. It smells grape ash. grape ash. grape ash. Hmm. Yeah, kind of t- hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of grape, but not so grape. It's almost like a grape lime. I Uh, would say. Not bad. Grape lime? Yeah, like a grape lime. It's not too bad. You want to try it? Sure, I'll I'll have a little taste. All right. See if you think it's a grape lime. It says
1: a blast of dark citrus punch flavor with other natural flavors. All right. Dark citrus. Is that like a juggle of... Not the dark circus, the dark yeah. citrus. Little ASMR, as you call it. ASMR. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like it. Man. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I, I could actually... It kind of tastes a little bit like an alcoholic beverage. It does. So, like, I could see that mixed with vodka or rum. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, shout out
2: to the Mountain Dew pitch black match. Shout out to AW for fooling me. Yeah. Because I thought they were gonna put pants on the guy, but they were making fun of M&Ms for being
1: fucking stupid. Yeah, but again, it like it's it didn't work as a joke because everybody thought That's it was real normal yeah like they're like we're gonna put pants on our mascot our, and it's like our fucking country anymore man i'm sorry yeah. but it's, so, it sucks anymore something a little bit more positive yeah. is the oscar nominations came out the academy awards and i'm i'm not gonna read all of them i'm not even gonna read a lot of them kevin the pool seniors are wondering who
2: is the best foreign film nominees let's well, do it
1: you can go on the interwebs and oh. you can type in academy award nominations best picture i was stoked to see everything everywhere all at once got nominated can't I- wait to watch that i knew they'd get a couple acting nominations didn't really know because like sometimes the academy will throw you a curveball a little bit and like someone will win at the golden globes yeah. and then the, which we've we've discussed when we did our awards re- reimagining but someone will win at the golden globes and then not even get nominated for yeah. the oscars so top gun maverick hell got yeah. a nod yeah uh, I don't think it'll win. It won't, but it's great that it, <laughs> brought, it was the movie that brought people back to the Yeah, I, I think they they gave it a little nod. I, I still, this year they did go a full 10 because they can nominate up to 10. I think Tar or Banshees of a Sharon will probably win. Dark Horse would be everything everywhere all at once. It'd be a, the weirdest movie to ever win Best Picture.
2: What I wouldn't give for Kihu Quan to oh, yeah. win best at that dude. I love that well, guy. Well,
1: you know what I like, and uh, we'll get to it in a moment, best actor. So Brandon Fraser was nominated for The Whale, which... Is a feel good story because Brendan Fraser never got a nomination nope. and such, but a lot of people are very happy for him, but at the same time are rooting against him to win because he got nominated for a movie that tells us like being fat is the worst thing you can be. Yeah. So it's like very much like stereotyped, a and- stereotype, like offensive movie kind of for, for some people, but kihoi Kwan is In Encino Man. Yeah. With Brendan Fraser. So they both got nominated. It's awesome. What a good story. I think Austin Butler is going to win for his great turn as Elvis. I did not like the Elvis movie. Dude, the controversy surrounding him and his
2: voice now. It's like 50 people have weighed in well he was doing it for three years that's his voice now yeah it's sort of like with madonna in her english accent yeah
1: i mean i think if you move you know rural alabama and yeah. you know you're gonna start well it's
2: like most people from foreign countries like even english people they move here they start losing their yeah. accent
1: yeah so I, I whatever can we please get michelle yo the yeah. best actress for not just her amazing job and everything, everywhere all at once, but literally like one of those awards that just like recognizes how amazing of a career she had, and then also in everything, everywhere all at once. So Stephanie Sue and Jamie Lee Curtis both got nominated, which a lot of people were upset that Stephanie Sue didn't get nominated at the Golden Globes, but then she did at the Oscars. No idea this was Jamie Lee Curtis's first Oscar nomination.
2: That's fucking insane, isn't that nuts? I never thought. But that. then
1: when you think about the movies she's done, a lot of scream queen stuff. Yeah, scream like True freaky friday like yeah. she's not done a lot of like award bait yeah. stuff and it's funny because even everything everywhere E-E-A-A-O. yeah there you go so it's hard to say over and over again that's not award bait stuff it's a fucking no. bonkers movie and it's so it's it's weird that she got the nod for it but i'm happy that she did um i yeah i'm gonna watch the academy yeah, Awards watch this year i plan on watching and uh hopefully it'll be good and hopefully some of my my favorites will win but something else i want to talk about before we go so splash mountain and disney is closing for a little over a year pour one out they are re it and the reason that they're re-theming it is because it still included several elements from song of the south yeah which is a hundred percent racist despite people on the internet will literally defend anything the most nazi or racist or whatever and they'll be like well what's wrong with <sighs> what's wrong with thinking white people are superior you know it's always like it's fucked up. it's so fucked up and like so there are people defending like they're pissed that you're taking splash mountain away from me well did you also hear this week
2: that the doomsday clock is now lowered to 90 yeah. seconds let's get it to fucking midnight at this rate yeah. let's just wipe
1: the slate clean so they are re splash mountain to be princess and the frog but the reason i bring it up is because on the final day of operation for splash mountain as is with the racism included there was up to a four-hour wait at times for people to ride it one last time so waiting in four hours but a bunch of people took water from the splash mountain ride and are selling it on ebay for as much as a hundred dollars dank water i saw someone they like literally put it in a water bottle and they want a hundred dollars dinosaur dracula for authentic Final day of Splash Mountain water. It's reprocessed 50-year-old water. Yeah, there's like people have jars for $20 and oh. so on and so forth. But it's funny because it's like authentic final day of Splash Mountain. Does that have anything to do with anything? Guess what, people? The water's still in it right now. It's just not operating. Yeah, it's like, well, uh, I really wish I could get final day water. I have <laughs> I have water two weeks prior to closing, but I don't have final day I water. I need final day water. It's like I need to take a time machine to get some final day day water coming soon from the pool scene podcast final Final day day water Water. that's a very wtf thing and we are winding down we are i i have no idea where as soon as we uh hang up on you here we are going to discuss what we're going to be doing next week yeah but until then you're going to have to wait to find out because you don't get to listen to that part Uh -uh. so silencia